Hello and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Simcha Klein, and this week was quite a um a weird like combination of stress and relaxation. Um, so you know there were some days. Well, okay. First off, I went to the mechanic to get an oil change and to get my brakes looked at. Um, and I needed fully new brakes. Um, they gave us time to get them replaced. He did the oil change and my inspection was up. So it was time to get a new inspection. Um, and then I had to go back because they charged me for the inspection and forgot to do it. Like I noticed that they hadn't given me a new sticker. So they actually called. So I was planning on going back the next day and they actually called me and they're like, um, yeah, we charged you for the inspection, but we actually didn't do it. Like, can you please come back so we can do the inspection for you? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And it happened to be that my class that day was canceled. I was able to go early in the morning. But in addition to that, um, the junior high school and the K-8 through school in which I work, they went on their annual trip. So, like, my day was very open. Um, like, it was a little bit annoying because I, that was Wednesday. No, Thursday. That was Thursday. Um. And I had a wedding to go to later that night. My friend got married, um, which is wild. I'll talk about, talk about that in a little bit. Um, and it would have been very convenient for me to be able to leave earlier um, because, you know, again, it officially started at 530, although the ceremony wasn't called for seven, but it was in New Jersey. Um, and I worked till six. Um, so I was done with the K-8 school by 230. And it would have been really convenient if I was able to move to the high school earlier because I worked from five to 540. Uh, well, technically 5.08 to 5.48, but I'm not usually out of there until about 6 anyway. Um, but I just couldn't move it earlier. So I had like two and a half hours of being at home um, when I could have been working and just been done for the day. Um, I ended up getting there at like 7.45 and the ceremony still hadn't started yet. So, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, but I that was I wasn't expecting to be there on time. Um, like for my friend's sister's wedding, I had taken off from the high school that day. Um, and I got there like, it was pretty much the same schedule and I got there like 7.15. Um, but this one, like I wasn't planning on making the ceremony. So I was really happy that I did. And I was just so happy for my friend. Um, like he seemed, he seemed really happy. And, you know, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while. Um, that being said, it was kind of like just like another like push to get to that point myself um you know that just like you know being ready to get married or you know just talking about it whatever um that being said like I don't know I feel like again like I'm not actively searching for anything but like if the right person comes along type of thing um like, I would be open to it, um, anyway, so you would think that, you know, having sudden free time, I would, you know, expend some of my energy, you know, doing schoolwork that's been piling up, um, but no, I haven't done that, I actually have one that's due tonight, like, in the next three hours, um, I haven't started yet, and I should really get started with, because I feel like I'm just missing a lot of assignments, because I just don't realize that they're due, and then they're past the due date, but this one I know is due. 
Um, but I wanted to get this taken care of first because this is also a priority for me. Um, and it is a, um, it's a commitment that is important to me. Um, about that trip, I mean, A, it meant that I had a lot of free time on Thursday, but also, um, the, like, one of the, like, administration, um, he, he's, like, the one that's involved with, like, the student planning and, and the, like, any events, like, that's, like, his jurisdiction type, um, so he was getting, like, very into it this year, like, he got, like, color-coded drawstring bags for the grades, um, for the 6th, 7th, and 8th grades, and, like, you know, he was making sure they had, like, Danish shades of chocolate milk and, like, talking about it. He was, like, very excited about it. Um, partially because, you know, he likes doing it, but also because it's, like, the first time in three years that they've done it. Um, and he's like, oh, like, do you want to come? And I was like, um, what time are you coming back? He was like, 7.30. I'm like, right. So I have work. Um, he goes, okay, so you can, like, drive. It's only, like, an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, thanks for the invite, but no. Um, it would have been cute to go. Like, this year's junior high are really, like, the crux of campers I had, like, I mean, obviously, like, I mentioned that there was one grade that I just kept having over and over again, and, but, like, they're in the middle this year, so, like, any combination of grades, either one up or one down, I've had them as campers at one point or another, because the camp I worked in, uh, you know, first off, there was one year I did second grade, one half, third grade, the other half, but also, there were two years where I did fourth and fifth grade. So when the grade I had was in second grade, and I did third grade the second half, I had this year's eighth grade. When they were in fourth and fifth grade together, when they were in fourth grade, I had this year's eighth grade as fifth graders. And when they were in fifth grade, I had this year's sixth grade as fourth graders. So this specific combination of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders were really like my crux of campers. Um, so like, they're really kids that, you know, I have, like, more of a, an emotional attachment to, um, to the point where a different administrator called me into his office, and he goes, you know, first of all, you know, you're doing a really great job here, we love having you here, I'm like, okay, and he goes, what, you're giving me a look like, like, it's so rare that I compliment you, I'm like, no, but if there's a first of all, there's also a second of all, and he goes, yeah, you know, just, like, talking into the hallways, like, during class tends to lead to a kind of a roadblock, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, um, it's just that because I work with elementary school kids and junior high kids that my schedule doesn't exactly align with theirs. So sometimes when I'm in the hallway, they're in the hallway when they are, when they're supposed to be in class. Um, and half the time there's a conglomeration before I get there. Um, and like me being an employee and being part of the educational staff, like, you know, I try to get them back into class. Um, but A, I am not an administrator, I'm not a disciplinarian, so they don't take me as seriously when it comes to getting them back to class, which, you know, I totally get, um, but at the same time, it's like, they're more willing to talk to me, which is great, you know, emotionally, mentally, not great for class attendance, but they're more willing to talk to me because I'm not, um, an administrator, because I'm not there to discipline, so they're more willing to talk to me about stuff. Um, one of them came to me the other day, like, he was, he goes, can you just, like, write me a late note for class? Like, I just needed a few minutes, and he was writing me a, a note to get into class. I was like, yeah, sure, like, no problem. First off, he's a great kid. I love this kid. Like, 
he's amazing and he's just a good kid all around. He he's also loaded, but you would never know it. Like he doesn't act like snob or anything. But just a wonderful kid. But like he wouldn't ask the principal for that. Like, oh, can you write me a late note? Because I just needed like two minutes. Like I just like wasn't feeling it today. Like you would never talk like that to a principal. You should be able to, but realistically, that doesn't happen. But like he's okay with talking to me like that, because he knows that I have enough authority to write him a late note, which isn't saying much. But also that he can just like be honest, like he just needed a few minutes for his mental health, which was wonderful. Like I love being that for kids. Um, you know, like I was talking about last week how my friend got a, a head position in our summer camp and I didn't, but I wouldn't want that because I don't want to be a disciplinarian. Like that's not what I'm looking to become. Um, it was just very like, yes, this is my purpose in life. Um, which honestly, sometimes I question because my high schoolers suck because you know, all high schoolers suck, but especially the 12 to 14 year old rage. And I have the 14 year olds, um, but I don't know, it's kind of like, what's going to happen in June? Like once they graduate, like last year's graduation was like surprisingly bittersweet. Like I didn't know most of them and you know, I didn't like most of them, but like the ones I did like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I might never see you again. And if I do, like, it's not going to be on a daily basis like it is now, but like this year's eighth grade is going to be way harder because I liked a lot more of them. And then next year's is going to be heartbreaking should I still be working there next year but it's just like how do eighth grade teachers do this every year how does how does a principal do this every year like say goodbye to them for what could be forever like there are some kids who I graduated with that I haven't spoken to since graduation like there are some teachers who I haven't spoken to since graduation even though I work in that school now like the teachers who aren't there anymore like who, when and where am I going to speak to them? Especially in like eighth grade, like 12th grade graduation is a little bit different because you, more of you have phones and, you know, sometimes you have teachers' numbers or personal emails. You don't have that in eighth grade. Like in 12th grade, like we had a bunch of teachers' emails, like when we had to submit assignments. And we had even had like one or two, especially our Rebbeim, like our Hebrew teachers. But we even had like an English teacher or two's phone number because we would have a WhatsApp chat. And we had the teacher on it so we could ask him questions outside of school or he could remind us for stuff, which doesn't happen often. Like, that's not the case with every class. But, like, that never happens in eighth grade, not in religious schools where the kids aren't allowed to have cell phones. And the teachers, and for an elementary school, I wouldn't give my number to an eighth grader. Not a chance. I made a separate email for the high school just so that kids could, like, email assignments in or whatever. But I'm not giving the kids my personal email, let alone my phone number. Not a chance. Now, it happens to be that some of the kids have my phone number because another one of the counselors decided to give it to them because he's an idiot. But as far as I know, they're blocked from my number because they liked... I think I told this story, but they liked to threaten that if they got my number, they would add me to 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 their group chat. I told them that if they did, I would block all of them, and they did, so I did. I think I unblocked them at some point. I don't remember why, but, like, they don't use my number for anything at this point, because as far as they know, they're blocked. Um, 
like it's happened once or twice where an old camper will like add me or follow me on a social media platform. I had one who followed me on Snapchat and I don't really even use my Snapchat that often, but I immediately blocked him because A, he's not someone I want to talk to, B, he's not someone I want to see my personal life, and C, he should not be someone with whom I am mutuals on a social media platform. Like, there is a line, and that's crossing it, and I'm not going to encourage that. Um, that being said, speaking of lines, we're going to take a break. And we're back. Um, something that actually happened today, which doesn't happen very often, normally... I'm talking about, you know, my past week, so my material is usually uh, pre-planned and pre-existing. Um, but something that happened literally like a half hour before I started recording this was my mother was looking at houses on, like, Zillow or Facebook or wherever. Um, and I've kind of put the kibosh on her moving, which might seem a little selfish, but this is my home. This is where I've lived for my entire uh, memory-included life. Um, and the idea of moving is saddening. I mean, my, like, best friends have both moved out of this neighborhood, and, um, you know, my other friends I don't really see ever. Really, three of my best friends have moved out of this neighborhood. Um, one moved to Florida, one moved to Vegas, and one moved to West Hempstead. Um, that being said, it's, like, it's still home to me. And, like, my other best friends still live within ten minutes from here. Um... Additionally, you know, I work here, I go to school in Queens, but but my job is here, my tutoring kids are here, like, my life is here. So, you know, she's been talking about it for quite a few years, and she always wanted, said that she wanted to wait till she retired and whatever, and she was looking at her, so she goes, oh, like, I wish, uh, but she thought that she wasn't even entertaining because she thought that my scholarship, I'm on the Excelsior Scholarship, required you to live and work within New York City after you graduate for however long you use the scholarship for. And I looked it up, and I'm like, it's not New York City, it's New York State. And she goes, oh, so then I could move. And I'm like, um, no, you can't move, because I'm still living here. And I'm like, but like my entire life is here. And she goes, well, if you can upkeep my mortgage, like, you can live here. And I'm like, I can't, I can't afford to upkeep your mortgage by myself. She goes, so what if you and some friends lived here? And like in my head, like, A, that would be cool to have the house to myself and my friends. It would be kind of weird because um, it's like my childhood home. So to have people, A, living in it would be weird because um, like it's like mixing two pieces of my personality. B, it would be weird, because either I would take the master bedroom, which, A, would mean sleeping in what used to be my parents' room, is now in my mother's room, or, and then having someone sleep in my room, or B, staying in my room and having someone sleep in my parents' room, both of which are weird. C, the house is not new by any means, um, nor is it um, ridiculously well upkept, like the corners of the walls, need to be repainted, and the sliding door in the master bedroom needs to be fixed, has been needed to for over a decade, um, and one of the sinks leaks has for over a decade, like, my mother's put money into this house, don't get me wrong, um, you know, we recently got a new heating system, we recently did the deck, 
but the driveway is annoying. The lawn is, the backyard is nice and big and takes forever to mow and needs to be done like every two weeks. And like, like if I was going to move out, I'd move into like an apartment. I wouldn't keep the house type thing. Like I want her to keep the house because honestly of sentimentality. Um, I don't know, like, it was an interesting idea, but not one I ever entertained, because I couldn't envision myself ever wanting to do that. Like, to have, to own, not own the house, but to be the adult of the house, and A, to rent for my mother, but also to have other people living here. Like, I feel like it'd be better just to complete, like, I feel like I would be way too tense about it. Like, oh, don't put that there, like, or, be like, that doesn't go there, or, like, don't, be careful with that. Like, I feel like I'd be the person, like, hosting a party at, at, I feel like I'd be the person hosting a party when other people are, are being, like, too rambunctious. Like, just way too uptight about it. Um, and also, I'm a much different person. Like, I've grown, obviously, a lot in 20 years. Um, and I feel like the person I am when I'm here is different than the person I am when I'm not here. Like, obviously, we all code switch, you know, um, who I am at work is not who I am at school, is not who I am with my friends, is not who I am with my family. Um, that being said, like, I feel like who I am with my friends is who I am when I'm home are, like, two very different people. And I'm not sure if I want to mix those. Um, I don't know. It feels very, like... A, it feels waspy to do that, like, rich people do, like, rent from their parents, but also, like, they have much nicer houses with which to do it, but, like, there are, I say pieces of me all over this house, from different stages in my life, and different versions of me, that I don't present anymore, like, an old dresser, with stickers on it that I placed when I was six, or baby pictures around, or, you know, the door that was broken when I was fighting with my brother when I was 14. Like, those aren't who I am anymore. Like, I want to have a childhood home. Not, A, to have that sold. And, B, not to be where I'm living when I'm not a child anymore. Like, when I'm, like, 30, I want to be able to come back here with a spouse and children. I'd be like, this is where, you know, daddy grew up. This, this was where he was. Not that I'm still living there when I'm not a child anymore. That I can come back as an adult, not to still be there as an adult type of thing, you know? Like, to progress and be able to look back on it. Not to progress and still be there. I don't know. Like, I maybe I'm being too sentimental or maybe I'm being stubborn and, you know, childish you know, now that we mention it. But I feel like that's not an unreasonable thing to want. Like, especially for the other people living here, for them it would be a stepping stone, but for me it would be just the same place. I mean, like, the best example I can think of is friends, right? They moved into their grandmother's apartment. But they weren't living there the whole life. They moved to that spot. And, you know, different people, obviously different people lived in the apartment over the years. Like, we talk, like, you know, they make a... a they referenced that in, like, the last season or the last episode or whatever. Um, but, like, those were all transitional periods when they moved into that apartment. 
none of them grew up in that apartment. Like, my father right now is living in the same apartment building he lived until he was 10. Granted, he moved between then, you know, at age 10, he moved to Brooklyn, and then, you know, he went he went away for school, and then, you know, he got married and moved to a different place in Brooklyn, and then he moved into the house I live in now, and then he moved back into the apartment building. I mean, my father's over for the age of 50. Like, he's lived in multiple different places. I've never lived anywhere but here that I can remember. I mean, um, for the almost the first year of my life, we lived in Brooklyn, but, you know, I don't remember any of that. We moved before I turned one. Um, we're actually almost coming up on the 20th anniversary of living here. But, like, I don't want this house to be anything other than my childhood home. I don't want it to be my adult home, and I don't want it to be other people's home. I want it to stay my childhood home. Which sounds incredibly selfish and self-centered. But, like, I don't think unreasonable. Then again, maybe I'm not the best judge right now of what would be unreasonable, considering I'm so biased. I mean, I definitely have a bias when it comes to this. Hey, obviously, I'm going to agree with myself. I didn't, if I didn't agree, I wouldn't do it. Duh. But B, I think I'm too closely attached to it to have an objective perspective. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, nothing is happening tomorrow. Like, these were just very um, theoretical conversations. But... I don't know. I don't know. If you want to reach out to me on social media and let me know what you think about it, by all means, you know, I'm opening the floor to you. Also, Pokemon Generation 9 was released, and I'm very happy about that, but that will have to wait for a different time. So you can follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-I-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N, or on Twitter at Samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And you will not hear from me next week because uh, one of my best friends actually just moved out to his own place. um, And I'm going to spend the weekend there. So you will hear from me in two weeks, potentially. There is the Jewish holiday of Perm. Um, So definitely not next week and possibly not in two weeks. But only time will tell. So this may be it for three weeks. It's not the plan. The plan is for this to be it for two weeks. But potentially for three weeks. Um, that being said, goodbye.